<laughs> Author Cindy Kep is writing on the edge. Books include Remnant in the Stars, The Loudest Actions, Lines of Succession, Mindstorm. Condemned Courier, the Yerushalon series, and Animal Eye. Find author Cindy Kep at c k o e p p dot com today. Sunsworn Wings of Vengeance is funding now on Indiegogo. Don't miss this action-packed space fantasy adventure sure to rekindle your love for the genre. Get it now on Indiegogo or just go to sunsworn.com. KaylaJade.com
one side of that yellow tape, you blow up. Strange Tales 136, I remember it very clearly, and uh, that was my first exposure to Kirby. And I wanted to show it to people. Man, I'm never going to get used to having a mic that I have to turn on separately from everything else. That I'm never going to get used to it every time. Every show since I got the new mic, I talk for, I talk before I have the mic on. Every show. Quick say hi to the chat. What's up, Shadowhawk? Got oh, Enzo, got good stuff. Got Simon. Got, yeah, what's up, everybody? I fixed it. Fixed it. <laughs> you know, muted. I you gotta speak up a little bit more. Uh, gotta just, speak up a little louder, something. I'm just not used to the mic. You know? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Is it yes, on? I can hear you. All right, all right, all right. We have a guest today whom I've never met before. But he has a whole bunch of names on this campaign, Rich. Names you know. I, I don't know most of these people, so. I know all these people. I, I'm, I'm going to let you. What, 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 what? I'm going to turn you loose, bro. <laughs> well, I, I read this. Uh, oh, there he is. The Hello, What's going on, guys? How are you? Hello. to the madness. Can you hear me okay? Yes, yes I can hear you, you magnificent beast, you. How are you today? I couldn't be better. I'm with you guys. Hey. Yeah, that's the right thing to say. You better believe it. <laughs> you got everyone. Yeah, you got everybody on this thing, man. What's going on? Uh, there's, a, there's a few people that I didn't get that I tried to get. I could tell you all about those guys, too, if you want. I want to hear about those guys too, but I want to hear about the guy who got Jesus. God help me and Lord in heaven. Holy goodness gracious me. I, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm looking at this thing right now and it's just like Jesus, man, you've met everyone. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I feel it like is Gary Oldman and the professional. And you wanted everyone to work on your book and you're like Get everyone. 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 You did, man. Holy God. You've got so many incredible artists here. Thank Grew you. up with a bunch of them, and uh, they're all incomparably good in their own right in every yeah. single way. Especially, you know, we, 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 
Yeah, yeah. We have about 40-plus artists working on this project on everything from covers, interior pages, to pinups, to, I mean, you name it, all kinds of stuff. And um, the artists that are specifically in the first issue include Stephen Butler, Bart Sears, Mark Pennington, Pat Broderick, Joe Rubenstein, Ron Wilson, Jeff Isherwood, Alan Milgram, Alex Saviak, Val Merrick, um, and I hope I didn't leave anybody out in that first. <laughs> I was going to say, is is it hard to keep it all straight? It, it really is a little bit. Um, you know, I was laying out. We we have about uh, we have it's a five issue series. Yes, there is. Um, so each issue will be its own Kickstarter, and then at the end, next uh, fall, winter, we'll have the Kickstarter for the fifth issue along with the final hardcover uh, trade paperback um, and a bunch of other things as well that are really going to tie everything together. Um, like an issue zero will be included in the trades. We're also doing, um, in that final uh, Kickstarter, we're doing a – not just are we are we going to have issue five available as it, you know you typically see it in a comic book store, but that issue is actually going to be available as a treasury edition sized comic book like we used to have in the seventies. Um, not only not only that, but but I have uh, professional voice actors who are going to voice the final issue, and we're going to record it on vinyl and offer it like they did with the old Power Records back in the seventies. So. This is my love letter to the Bronze Age of comics. Um, it all started with, um, I, I create, I, my hobby is making Mego-style action figures, also from the 70s and early 80s. I grew up on those toys, and I always felt that Mego left a lot of holes in the lines for DC and Marvel. They never made Doctor Doom. They never made Daredevil. They never made Green Lantern or The Flash. So I decided... I decided to make them all, and I ended up making over the last 20, 25 years about 650 different custom Mego action figures. So I've got like, you know, 10 variations of Spider-Man and, and 15 different Batman and Superman and all these crazy obscure villains and whatnot. Well, I was running out of, uh, I mean, there's only so many variations of Batman you could do, right? right. So... I went into my head and I'm thinking to myself, God, what could I do next? And I remembered probably 20, 25 years ago, I was watching an episode of the old Adam West uh, Batman show from 1966, right? Wow. And man, those characters were larger than life, right? They were bombastic. They were bodacious. They were colorful. And I thought to myself, man, wouldn't it be cool if they had a character that was based on or inspired by my favorite artist at the time, Salvador Dali. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, he could like be this crazy, mad painter with a big beret and a smock on, and he goes and robs banks and jewelry stores. And the way he escapes uh, capture from the police is that he has this palette of magic paint, and he uses the paint to paint his escape, and he jumps into the painting, and it's another dimension. Now, who the hell is going to – you think Chief O'Hara is going to run after that guy? You it, know, ain't, it ain't going to happen. Oh, Chief O'Hara's a pussy. He won't go in there. He'll send back <laughs> on the Right. It's like that brush that the Roadrunner had, right, that just paints the tunnel straight. Right, right. right. He would paint the tunnel and boom. 
Exactly. <laughs> same concept, Pop. Same concept. Okay. Who the heck's going to chase after this guy other than Batman? So I remember. I remembered. I. I, re I remembered I created this character in my head years ago, and I was looking for something new to do in, in terms of, uh, you know, a, an action figure, because that's what I do. Well, well, hello, Dolly. You got it, Critical Blast. So, product placement for RJ? I love it. Product placement is great. So, placement. I, I, I took the character from my head, and I made an action figure out of him, which you can see on, this, on the Kickstarter site if you scroll up. And what I did was, I said, okay, this guy's great. Wouldn't it be cool? I'm, I'm sorry, scroll down. It's all the way at the bottom. <laughs> you know what? Up, down. I, I don't even know how to work the mouse anymore, you know? But I created him inspired by Dolly, and then I created four more villains inspired by four other artists that I think would be really cool. And they included Ansel Adams and Keith Haring and Renee Magritte and Toulouse Lautrec. And I have these toys. I've got these toys sitting here, but I didn't have any kind of backstory on them. I didn't really have names for them. And I'm like, how can I take my work, which is known, and I'm not bragging, but I'm one of the most prolific custom Mego action figure guys in the world. Everybody knows my stuff. If I go out there and I put these out there, people are going to be like, hey, man, that's great. Who the hell are they? So... <laughs> And it's true. Everybody knows Superman Red and Blue, and everybody knows Miles Morales' costume on Spider-Man. Yeah, but right. nobody, nobody knows my characters. I'm the only guy who knows them. So I decided to start writing backstories on these guys. I got done with these backstories, and I'm like, wow, you know what? I think I could make a really cool comic book story out of them. Next thing I knew, I was writing a plot summary. I brought in Batman and a bunch of DC superheroes, and I framed the story like a, an old Brave and the Bull, where Batman would have a guest superhero and they would fight a bad guy. They'd lose to him first, and then they'd come back at the end and beat the snot out of him, right? And that's what that's what. Problem. That was always my problem with Batman. He had the lamest. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The 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 rogue gallery. They, every one of them guys had him tied up and unconscious, and not one of them offed him. Not one of them. Not one of them. You know. I no, mean, the '66 <laughs> Batman. The '66 Batman. There were a bunch of stupid bad guys on that show. There's no doubt about it. Oh, by, by the way, guys, can you can you see this over here behind me? Yes. That is a four foot by four foot framed poster of the Marvel Universe Handbook. All of them in succession. Nice. Now, see, I have a bunch of those. I don't yep. know if I have all of them, but God. I think I have really close to all those. I've got all of them, and they've all – luckily, I've been they've been signed by Joe Rubenstein. Joe and I are pretty friendly, so that was pretty cool. But I, I, I got that from a comic book store in a suburb of Chicago that was going through a renovation. They were actually going to close it down, knock the building down, and I just happened to be at the right place at the right time, and I said, hey, man, you want to get rid of that? I think I paid the guy ten or twenty bucks. Nice. Had to be had to be twenty years ago if it was a day. Absolutely. Hey, but Rich. what what I did with the story, guys, was I, I thought you know like like if you take a look at the picture right there, Stephen Butler is holding up an homage to the old Jim Aparo cover of the special collector's edition Batman from DC in nineteen seventy five. Oh, Iconic. Aparo, I, yeah. Yeah, that's Aparo. Iconic cover. It, it, if you scroll up, 
you, you'll see the original with Batman and the spotlights. Uh -huh. So what I did was, I'm like, okay, I want to make the story to be Batman and Hawkman take on a bad guy. I, Batman and Green Arrow take on one of my bad guys. So I put together the plot summary, and I pitched it to one of my best friends who works for DC, Art Baltazar. Art Baltazar and I, we, we live fairly close to each other, uh, and uh, he did all of the uh, Tiny Titans comic books, the Super Pets. I mean, he could create his own style guide. He considers himself more of a cartoonist uh, than a comic book artist. And, you know, I mean, he's won all kinds of awards. People treat him like rock stars. The, the little kids love him at the shows. And he's one of my best friends. And I pitched the story to him. And, of course, he makes custom Mego action figures, too. So he's like, man, I love these figures. I love your story. This is great. He's like, I think we should pitch this to DC. Now, this is back in early February of 2020. We're out at lunch, and he says, listen, man, C2E2 is in a couple weeks. Meet me there, and we'll pitch it to the publisher of DC Comics. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. I mean, if Art, a guy who works for DC for years, hey, Brianna, Art, who works for DC, he's got his finger on the pulse, knows the publishers, is great friends with the publisher. If he's like, this is good and could be published and they would want it, I'm all in, right? Two weeks later, the uh, C2E2 is coming, and of course, uh, DC fires the publisher, and they end up laying off 250 people on the summer of 2020, and DC is essentially in shambles. So it's kind of like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Art doesn't know who his boss is, let alone who to tell me to go talk to, right? So, so I dig deep, and I say, listen, if Art thinks this is a good enough story to be published, I'm going to find a way to publish it. And I swap out all the DC superheroes for public domain heroes. I enlisted my buddy Darren Wilcher uh, of Temporal Comics, who is an expert on public domain characters. And I said, Darren, we need to get somebody to replace Batman and Hawkman and Red Tornado. And he's like, I'm on it. And he does research. We do research together. He's like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And boom, we come up with all these characters. And the next step was, okay, I've got the story, I've got the characters, and the reason why I went with public domain characters is because I didn't want to put out a story that was all new characters that I created and not known to anybody out there. I needed to get some kind of a respectability or credibility or something from the masses where if I go out there and I say, yeah, you know what, I brought Black Owl back from the 1940s, there's a following for Black Owl. There's a following uh, for public domain Golden Age superheroes. Next thing I did was I asked all of my buddies who are in the comics business and Kickstarter stuff. I said, what do you think I should do? And the consensus was you need to go after your favorite artists of all time, like the Al Milgrams, the Jeff Isherwoods, the guys we're looking at right now, and Ron Wilson, Joe Rubenstein. And you need to get them to do the covers of the comic books. But you need to get cheaper guys but still talented guys to do the interior pages the old guard that you're looking that that are your favorites they're not going to want to do interior pages at best they're going to want to do a cover and be done and i'm like okay and that was the consensus that i received well after i contacted joe rubenstein who i had known for a while we had met at a show up in milwaukee a few years earlier and had kept in touch and become friendly um, after I reached out to him and he put me in contact with Alan Weiss, 
Uh, Alan Weiss and I had a three and a half hour phone conversation one Sunday in October of 2020 that changed everything for me. Alan Weiss was like, hey man, I not only want to do a cover, but I want to do an interior chapter. Will you let me pick the bad guy that I can do? Hey, the, the superheroes that are going to be in my chapter, I know they're golden age and I know they're this, that, and the other thing, but hey man, can I like recreate them for you and reimagine them? And the next thing I knew is I took that idea of offering a cover, an interior chapter with the villain of their choice, recreating with, with complete creative freedom the golden age hero of their choice. I took that to all these other artists and every single one of them I got to said yes. I got Ron Wilson, I got Alex Saviuk, Arvel Jones, Val Merrick. I originally had Bob Hall who had to bow out uh, for other things but then I was able to rope him back in because I still had a few extra pages lying around. I said, hey, Bob, can you do these? And he's like, yeah, I'd love to. I have time to do it. So that's pretty much how it went. And then after I got all of those guys to do the chapters, all the stuff that went in between from the introduction to the final battle scene, I was able to line up Pat Broderick and Bart Sears and Mike Lilly and Tom Grummet and Stefan Rue. And then I was able to go after uh, other people that pretty much just do commissions anymore, like uh, a Mike Grell or a Ramona Fraden or a Joe Staten, and get them to do alternate covers and pinups and whatnot. And we just have an amazing cast. I was able to uh, get Kerry Gamble to do a cover. And one of the coolest things that I have going, and, and again, this is this is – I think this is cool. Other people have been like, you know, why are you just doing these cover recreations? And my, my attitude towards that is this is my project. If this is the only thing I ever do, I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to do it for myself because this is what I love. If we hey, keep let going, me, let me jump in here, do it. Say to the people, that whole top row right there is Lady Death homage covers. Yeah, right. Lady, Lady Death kind of stuff. Leave do it alone. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, the lady, the Lady Duff stu Death stuff is amazing. I know Stephen Butler helps. Uh, yeah, helps Brian with that. Yeah, but I mean, I was just pointing out. It's like you know, some of us like homage covers. That's yes. You know, that's a thing, y'all. Right, going away. Right. You know. And with this project, there's plenty of both. Okay, there are. Uh, original covers from Val Merrick and Ron Wilson and David Perrin and a few other guys. But there were some specific covers uh, I was able to get. I don't know if you guys remember this cover in particular, but I love it. It was an Avengers cover from the early 80s that had David Letterman on it. Yep, I have it. Al, Al, Milgram, <laughs> Al, Milgram, <laughs> Al Milgram penciled that cover and Joe Sinnott inked it. And unfortunately, Joe has passed, but Alan Milgram did a complete recreation with an updated David Letterman who's bald with the long beard and all of my, all of my superheroes surrounding him in place of the Avengers. True, true story. That's true amazing. Story. That really yeah. is that you managed to get all these people. Yeah. Well, you know what? Once I got one, the next guy was – everybody just fell in line. It was like dominoes. They yeah, well, of course they're going to. I mean, it's it, it, – uh, for a lot of these artists, you know, I, I've noticed a lot of them. You know, it, it's like it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, it's like, uh, what do you have here? God, it, it's it's like it's just a simple fact you have Joe Rubinstein working on anything that you're doing is just 
absolutely incredible because I, I've loved this guy since before Crisis on Infinite Earths, for goodness sake. You know, when yeah. he was making it in the beginning. Well, he was making it towards the end. I mean, Al Milgram has always been a favorite of mine. I, I know Mike Lilly personally. I've known him for a good 15, 20 years. Yes, Mike, you are that old. The, the, hey, rich, richness, richness, do me a favor. Yes. If you know, call, call up Lily and ask him where my freaking pages are. Oh, you got that. That's your job, man. <laughs> uh, no, I give, I give, I give, I give. Mike Lily and go, yo, Mike. Yo, Mike, where's Austin's pages? Not where's touching Austin's pages? Not touching Mike is, uh, I give, I give Mike, I give Mike. I was gonna say, I give I give Mike a load of crap. I love him. He is great, and he's on time with everything. I'm just busting his jobs. Oh, he is he is one of the most prolific artists that I've ever met, and it, yeah. I'm, I'm almost happy that he didn't wind up working for the big two because he would have been stifled with what they would have with, with the way that Mike does his pages and does his storytelling. He's just that good. I wanna I wanna segue on what you just said and, and talk about what the artists are doing now. You talk about being stifled by, by DC, Marvel, whomever. I couldn't agree with you more. And I've said this to my artists, Bob Hall in particular, Pat Broderick, especially Pat Broderick. Um, Pat Broderick was up in Chicago. I'm in Chicago right now. It's where I live. And uh, he was at Wizard World, and I met him there. And I told him again, and I've told him this via email, on the phone, however it is. I say, Pat, I don't think you've ever done better work. And we got into this discussion about it. And I think it boils down to the fact that as these guys get older, they have less assignments per se to do. You know, like Ron Wilson in the 70s was was drawing 10 covers a month, you know? And how many of these guys were drawing, you know, five, six titles a month at some times, right? And they were just churning and burning. Now they're older, they have honed their skills, and they have the time to really focus on the attention to detail as opposed to saying, hey, here, Vince, ink this for me and do 20 pages today. Vince. They don't have to worry about that. Vince, Vince anybody. Oh, okay, yeah, don't, don't say Vince Coletta. Ew. Don't do that. I just threw out a name that came into my mind. Like, hey, Vince, get this done. Oh, not him. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Yeah, he was the man who murdered a lot of Kirby's artwork, you know, because he just he just inked the boxes, you know, where uh, Kirby is actually. Now? Is is it better now? What's better now? My Your boy, volume. Everybody says that I'm like muffled or something. Is no, you're fine. You're fine. Better now. Uh, I like doing. This must have been one hell of an undertaking to go on because I mean, contacting all of these guys. I mean, it's not like it's a perfect storm thing that you met every single one of these guys. <laughs> Now, having to research and having to go all over the place, that must have been rather taxing. But given the fact that you have how many Mego figures, 600-something? 650. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised if you have that type of tenacity. And I'm looking at um, I'm looking at Pat Broderick's page right over here with Ponce de Leon. That's right. Uh, and colored by Mort Todd. I remember Mort Todd when he was at Marvel for quite some time. He was, he was there for like seventies, eighties, I think, wasn't he? Mostly the late eighties. He was doing and early nineties. I think he was doing the uh, the rock and roll comics or the. I think he did some Kiss stuff and some other things. Mort Todd is Mort Todd is probably most famous for 
is Sorry? running Cracked Magazine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was on staff at Marvel. I was in the Ramita Raiders department from 94 to 95. That's when they had that big crash, which was always mm -hmm. fun. Right. And, um, I might have met Mort a couple of times, and I probably didn't know it was actually him. But um, the coloring over here. Hold uh, up. Hold up. You're talking about, I don't know what it is you're talking about. You should take control of the scroll here if you're going to be talking about, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm trying to find where you're at. And it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Where are you at? Well, me? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm on, where am I? Well, I, I'm just at the, um, I'm pretty much at the apex of the top of it where it has like a big picture of Pat Broderick. And then right beneath is. um Page one. Yeah, it's um. Keep going up. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there it is. Just go down one more. Ta -da. There it is. Yeah, this is um. This is fantastic work. I have to ask. There was an instance when I was working over it. When I was at Marvel, I was free. I was a freelance anchor at that point, and um, one of the editors asked Pat Broderick to put together a cover. Or something, and uh, the 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 art came in, and he, and that guy was bragging about. It. But then he decided to throw in like the next thing, where it's like, well, Pat called me about an hour after receive after I received this artwork, and he said, "Man, I think that cover sucks. I'm gonna send you another one." So in the same friggin' day, he did a cover, which was actually did look better, and it came in the next day. And it's just, it's like, is he like that? I mean, is he that prolific? Because it's like. There's a hell of a lot of detail in this. The, see, that's the thing. It's like the they can be as prolific as they need to be. They're professional artists. What's up, Aaron? Um, they are professional artists. They can be as prolific as they need to be. But when you give them, you know, the time, the attention to detail it comes out. I the, the reason why I asked Pat to be on this project was because I loved what he did with environments around the character. Yeah, I agree. Right here, you're looking at Ponce de Leon in the foreground. In the background, that blue shadowy figure, he ends up being the leader of the Masters. He ends up leading the team on the biggest art heist in the history of humanity. And, of course, the superheroes that I have called the Power Corps have to stop him. Okay? Now... I'm, this all takes place at the Fountain of Youth. I want the best scenery artist I know to be drawing these first four pages of Ponce de Leon and the Fountain of Youth and that whole, like, Everglades kind of a vibe, right? The Bahamas kind of a thing. I couldn't think of anybody better than Pat Broderick. If you know his work, the stuff that he does in terms of scenery, landscape, he's the guy. And he's taken, he's take, he took his time on this and I told him to take his time on this, but yeah, the next few pages he has to do are going to be in interior scenes in a mansion. And it's like, he'll whip throw through those in probably a week, but that's the skill level of these guys. You know what I'm saying? They can do whatever you want and however long or short it takes. What's up, Lorenzo? Yeah, Aaron said he loves the art style. It reminds him of those old Renaissance comics that we yeah. used to be like. Do you guys remember Realms? 
Doesn't ring a bell for me. Oh, yeah. Real old book, man. It's like 80s, maybe 90s. I don't know. But I thought you were going to say the 50s. No, no, no. no. <coughs> Realms. I can't go that far back. <laughs> I can't go that far back without the internet or encyclopedia. I, no, I mean, I can't go that far back as that I start channeling my parents. I don't oh, know. boy. Yeah, no. I start singing out in an Elvis voice and stuff. And, and yeah, you don't want to hear all that. I'm looking this up. Realms. Forgotten Realms? Uh, no, no. That's a TV, TV series. Free Realms? I'm looking at comic books. I'm on uh, War of the Realms. I'm on Mike's Amazing Comics. Let me see if I got one right here handy. Free Realms? Who was the publisher? Uh, I wish I could remember. I think it was, uh, let me see, Arrow Comics? Let's take a look. Arrow Comics. Yeah, I named uh, I named my company Power Comics Incorporated after the old Power Records. That's that's what it's the homage to. I know I have one of those handy. I just don't know which box is handy. In. Well, we're gonna pull this up. Arrow Comics Realm Realm Eight. Oh yeah. Very yeah. nice. Same, same, same like. Oh, nice, yeah. Nice high fantasy. Very Dungeons and Dragons looking. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I've never Rich. seen that before. Very cool, though. Rich, Sophia is here to say hi, bro. What? And Emma's here, too. Yeah. <laughs> the Munchkins have arrived because, you know, uh, I, told, I told Sophia that at 4.30 we would open up the book she's published in. Uh -huh. Oh. You brought popcorn for you. <laughs> popcorn for the great oh, for the great unboxing. I have popcorn too. You do. So so let's talk about this for a couple more minutes real quick. Make sure everybody knows where they can find it. And yeah. We gotta handle these kids and get on to Sims book. How you doing, Sim? Yeah. What's up? What's up, Sam? How are you guys Austin, doing? Tell We're everybody doing. where they can find you while I roll this back up to the top of the page real quick so they can well, see this. The, this I, amazing. Girls. I believe you shared the link on your stream on the bottom for the Kickstarter. It is in the description and it's yep. in the chat as well. Yep. Go, go, go to that. Uh, we have uh, social media, Power Comics Inc. on Facebook, on um, Instagram. I have a personal account on Twitter, just Austin Huff, A-U-S-T-I-N-H-O-U-G-H. You can follow me there as well. Um, but the Kickstarter, I mean, this is the big thing. We set a modest goal this time out for one issue at 2500 We had that in 30 minutes, and now I'm looking at it right now. We're almost to 19000 with two weeks to go. Um, the support has been amazing, and people have been buying everything from the individual issues, the electronic version, uh, the trade, the trades that are coming out in the future, uh, poster sets, all kinds of stuff, autographs. It's been really cool. We really appreciate the support. I think there's a chance we could hit $30,000 by the time that this is over. And if we do that, there's no telling what we, what we have in store for us after that. Real quick, all of the artists who are working with me that have reimagined the individual superheroes from the Golden Age into a Modern Age style, they've all given me their commitment to do that hero on their own individual title. 
So, you know, Power Comics shouldn't just be the masters. We're, we're, we've been fielding uh, scripts from people. Other artists have been coming to me asking me if there's anything to do. Um, and we have all of these artists already lined up to do. Thank you very much, Facebook user. And we already have all of these artists who have recreated these superheroes saying, yeah, man, I'll, I'll do a Black Owl uh, title. I'll do a Twister title. I'll do whoever. And uh, some of them even want to write the scripts. So, you know, these guys, just so you know, these guys, the old guard, as I call them, they want to work. This is what they do. It, they're kind of like the Rolling Stones. They're going to play music until they die. These guys are going to create art until they can't create art anymore because it's in their blood. That's what they do. Am I right? It's what yeah. they do. So if you hear people telling you, oh, these guys are good for like a, a, a Comic-Con commission and that's it, these guys are always looking to do more. If, if, they, if they can't do more, it's because they don't have time. Their schedule is so booked up. All right. Well, Brad just backed in. Brad's one of our uh, one of our big supporters over here in the madness. He's the one that gets me to the cons and and uh, you know carries a camera around and while I'm interviewing people and you know so he likes it. He just backed it. Appreciate That's you, Brad. Awesome. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate so, yeah, you. you guys. Check this thing out, man. And uh, it's got 14 more days. We'll probably talk about it again before it's over. Because that's what we do. Talk about books. I mean, comic books. Whoa. I appreciate you guys more than you know. <laughs> All right, man. You have a great day, sir. We're going to do this unboxing, and then we're going to move on to Into the Natverse, the Second Chance Campaign. You know what? Thanks, yeah, guys. And <laughs> Thanks, Austin. Awesome. Awesome. You have a great God, day. Man. God bless. Take care. God bless. All right, now. Oh, oh yeah, Black Critical Blast has a channel too, Austin. Get a hold of get a hold of RJ, RJ Carter on Facebook. He will put you on that show as well. There, man, if you if you're in the comic related madness, uh every night we're showing we're we're sharing all the other streams that do what I do and promote stuff. So, you know, join the comic related madness if you want to see all the other people that promote books and get on their shows. They're out here every night, man. Every night. A rubber dog, Hit your thumb out of your mouth. What are you doing? Licking the butter off your fingers? Yes. Jeez. Please? So what we have here. Wow. Oh, my God. Look at that amazing comic what, book artwork. What, what, what do we have here, Rich? What wow. is this? <laughs> what we have what do we have here what is this yeah and what's special about this book what's special about it it has what emma her drawing in it what? No you're in here somewhere i think she is oh well, there's my. all of her tapes oh there's Oliver Tate. Oh, what else do we got here? What else do we have there? What is that? Sophia Blaine. Now you know what the cool, coolest part of this is? Sophia had book one with the picture that she drew, the cover that she drew. She has book one. She now has book two with that art in it, and she still has the original art. 
So she's got the whole package, yo. Check it out. And as usual, another beautiful book, Rich. I got to go read it now, man. No, we got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, no, you get to read it first? Yeah. yeah. Let go of me. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, Dude, color so palette totally different. I love it. I'm sorry. This is the color palette it has a totally different, a lot more green and a lot more. I like it. I like it. There's, more, there's uh, yeah, there's a lot more in there that I that I put in. Very yeah. nice. Y'all ain't in the know. Cantessi book two. Yes, book two. It's still in demand, right, Rich? It still is. Yes, I have a bunch of issues that I still have. And the uh, chibis. Hardcover and, oh, and you got stickers. The chibis. Oh, the little chibis. <laughs> My God, you got the chibi stickers. Yeah, you know how hard it is to for me, how hard it's going to be to keep me from these kids sticking them on something that they're going to regret sticking it on. And then when you put the backpack in the washing machine, there goes the sticker. See, we're going to have to be careful about where you we You don't put it. put it in the washer. Well, well, your backpack needs to be in the washer. No, it doesn't. You see, but you did. You didn't know, don't even know what you did to that lunchbox last week. All right, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, the lunchbox we found in your room that still had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go away now. That started Goodbye. a life of his own. Thanks, Rich. Thanks. You are very welcome. You are very welcome. And I gotta get I gotta get Pop's uh, hardcover copy to him soon. Oh, it's all right. This this is I know, I know. This, it's a matter I mean, of when yeah, anything you do, we appreciate, but I'm just saying as long as she's got this one and she's got the first one and the original art, it's like she's she's solid, she's happy. Look at her. <laughs> she, she's looking at the book right now. She, she, How do I spend that title, though? Okay. I am. I am. Yes. In Cantessi. I. That's it. Yeah. In Cantessi. Yes. Okay. Munchkins. Goodbye. We got a show to do. We got to talk about. We got to talk about Nat's book. Or, or I mean, Sims book now. We got to talk about that first. What? Talk about Sims book. Yep. Okay. Say bye. Say thanks, everybody. Later, girls. Bye, girlies. Bye. 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 Unruly munchkins. Now you know what I deal with on the regular. <laughs> Good stuff, bro. Thank you. RJ, as usual. Uh, thank you for sending that so promptly, man. I appreciate that, dude. As usual, well packaged, well taken care of, and ready to be read. Yes. Uh, man. Uh, UPS, I, I found out, is a hell of a lot cheaper than the Royal Mail. Uh, uh -huh. Brianna, uh, send me a send me a message through Twitter. I'll send you I'll send you one. 
I'll send you one. Uh, we'll, we'll talk. Just, just send me a message through Twitter, and I'll, I'll be able to help you with that if you wanted one. It's not on Amazon right now. It's not. So, but I'll take care of that. Anyway, I want to talk about Sam Ink I'm in no rush. All right. <laughs> What's up, Sam? Thanks for your patience. We had to do that. I'm cutting off my own time, and all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, I, I didn't know that was going to show up today. I, I didn't know that was going to show up today, and there's no way I was going to make her wait to open that. So, you know, but yeah, yeah. we just slide it in between guests, and then we get back on back on track. What do you know, Sam? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Working like usual. Working yeah. on Tales of two, trying to promote Tales of, uh, the the second chance Tales of Universe one, and soon I'll be working on the uh, Blood Hunt Doc Salem crossover. Ooh. And I'm also working on a secret project, and the only thing I'll tell, and that's the first time I'm mentioning it, I'm bringing back a public domain character. And that's that's my answer to what they're doing to Punisher. Oh, very good, very good. Very it, pissed good. The fuck, it pissed me off, and um, yeah, I, yeah, I got inspired. Look at that. I absolutely want them. I'm starting my collection of madness <laughs> comics. Look at that. Well, Papa, I actually Papa, had a publishing Papa, company. Uh, <laughs> Pop, it's That's, time to start madness comics. That is and super cool. I don't know cool, what the flagship title is going to be. Who is Big D Wild? <laughs> I already played the trailer, dude. No, you did not. You oh, lied. Yeah, I, already, I already put this up like an hour ago. I put That's this it. up like 30 minutes ago, bro. Yeah, no, I didn't see that 30 minutes ago. What are you lying? You lying. I'm not lying. Go watch the replay. You lie. Do you tea? I even tried to get your I even tried to get your attention. I said, hey Rich, while it was playing, but you were like looking at something really intently and didn't look up. But yeah. I was I was looking at uh, stuff. Um <laughs> You're looking at good stuff. It's all good stuff. So here, a little glimpse of what I'm working on right now. So this is uh, Luani Metal Valkyrie. So if you remember that little animation that you're seeing, that's this. That's the scene. And last time I came, that page wasn't done. <laughs> so here it is. So they start shooting at her. She jumps up, going up the building. Hold on a second. Layers. Anyway, can you throw that up a little bit larger? Then she gets on top of the building, turns into a full body armor. I think the, the bike turns into a full body mm -hmm. armor. I love it. I love it. She shoots a few of them. They shoot a few rockets back, and she goes, Oh, damn, screw this. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> she jumps off the building. As you see, the two wheels drones are following. Just, I always thought it was a funny thing. It's like, Nobody, like, anybody that ever did anything like with a bike or something like that, they always forget about the wheels. Like, right, right. So I'm like, I decided to turn them into, like, you know, they were like drones. And then she jumps down, falls down the building, breaks to, the, the, the armor breaks to pieces, becomes the bike. Then she lands and bye 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 <laughs> and then she has to do a nice little ship right there, and then she looks in the retrovisor. 
And here's a glimpse to uh, Metal Valkyrie. This is Luani in full action. This is hot. And here you get a little glimpse of the not screaming metal because I called it screaming metal because it's my wing to heavy metal, right? Because metal alone. If you translate it, it's screaming metal. It's like yelling quietly. <laughs> no, it's that's a bit. I, I think screaming metal sounds more violent. And it's a oh, oh god, violence in comics. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Why? What is what? he doing wow. there? Pew 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 pew. Someone <laughs> said that to me. Holy <laughs> shit! With this guy who has a, there's a guy who has a small little indie comic book store. I'm not gonna say the name of the store because he doesn't deserve the damn uh, praise or anything or promotion. But he, uh, out of any of the stores around there that I was going to try and have my book sell, sold, uh, he before he even had a chance to read it, he knew who I was. I was an, Ameri an American comic book artist. So he was like, oh, I read your book. And I, I have to say, I read your book. And I was surprised that there wasn't any violence in it. And I'm just like, I'm like, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said, just wait. Just wait. We'll we'll put some in it just for you. <laughs> well, he did. You know what he did? He took the he took the comic that I lent him, and he tossed and now he didn't so much give it back to me. He took it and he gently tossed it in front of me, and he said it would take me an hour to tell you that this book would just fall through the network and it wouldn't even be bothered being sold. Dude, you, you know? say that it's weird because you said that and I had the opposite. I'm sorry. I've also had the opposite. So having somebody, I've read your book, and it's 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 too it's too violent, and it's too much about action, and yeah. I would need more about. And I'm like, guy, there's different books for different things. Okay, like you're not gonna tell, yeah, go oh, tell a sci-fi yeah. writer, hey guy, your oh, book should be more fantasy. You know, should be <laughs> doing all the fans want what the comic store owner wants. The, yeah, I, I just thought it was funny because it's like he a lot of the stuff that he had in there. Was you know, it looked like it was like just really large children's books, you know, ch mm -hmm. like children's books with extra steps. That's really it. And there were a couple that were there, and um, it's funny because he hates Marvel and DC, but he puts Marvel and DC into like the back corner, you mm -hmm. know, like one section of a video store, you know, because it's like he doesn't want anybody to know that he sells them. But most of the people go in there to get the Marvel and DC stuff anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's a fucking tool. He 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 thinks he's hip. He thinks he has some importance because the, the schmuck knows um, a, a a bunch of the uh, British artists over there, over here. You know, I should say. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, I'm like, uh, that's right. If if you if you like if, if you did stuff to them and everything, congratulations. You know, it's like you know, Rich, your book should be less about magic, and you should put oh, more kung you should put more kung fu fighting. Oh, dude, my, my friend, I have sold, I have sold on, on the cheap, my, my books, they only cost 10 pounds, British pounds, because there's about 60 pages of content in it, and the, and the quality of the books are fantastic. I've sold about 300-something copies since this year, mostly hardcovers, and I'm like, I'm truly not worried about what one... You know, one mm -hmm. who owns a what? comic book shop the size of yeah, my living. 
it's it's not really criticism. It's just, he's just telling you that your book is not his style, his type, and that's it. No, it, it was criticism. He he every I he, he looked at it. He was like, "There's no way that this would work. No way. I don't want it in my store." Like he tossed it in front of me. Instead of handing it to me, that was kind of rude. Mm -hmm. It is. That's what I'm saying. It's not more criticism than him being a dick. That's my point. Oh, he's it's definitely. A, it, it was more him expressing himself like, I don't like it <laughs> more than anything else. I could care less. I'm just saying that it's like, it's amazing that some people have the audacity to be rude like that to other people. Mm -hmm. And I look at, I'm looking at your stuff, man. And I'm like, yes, I want action. I want explosions and like bikes that turn into robots and, and stuff. That's uh, that's really good. <laughs> You're fuck. U-R-F-K-D. Yeah. I really like your art. Okay. Can you can you can you close in on on uh, the the chopper there, please? Ah, oh, dude, that looks really sweet, man. That looks really. Deal nice. with a dog that's like up my ass right now. I'll be right back. But I also, you know, I come from the, uh, the mentality of draw everything for imagination. Yeah, I know. You actually use that, uh, imagination and talent to put your stuff together. You know, unlike some that I've seen, you know, like, like my work. <laughs> oh, it's, it's different styles. It's, 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 it's just that's, you know, it's like I like the Kim Jong-Gi stuff. I like the idea of like Kirby. That would like it doesn't have to be accurate everything, but you've drawn it enough that you can pretty much you know wing it. Like I can draw a car, but if I want to draw a Ferrari that looks exactly like a Ferrari and you want to put a picture next to it, well I look at it at a picture. <laughs> I, want to I, can a I can draw a car without looking. Ferrari man, <laughs> stick with big titties in there. All right, so uh, Phil Leone said, "Man, that's cool at aft." What aft mean? Oh, it means fuck. So. That's right. Wait, okay. What did I tell you about fucking snooping around in my private grotto, bro? <laughs> and this oh, is gonna God. be the this is gonna be the sexy print available on the Tales from the Nineverse two print. Oh my God. Where Luan is taking a break to enjoy nature between two jobs. We're not talking about haphazardly made comics, are we? No, we're yeah. not. Critical blast. <laughs> Never. I hear people talking about the things we need to fix in comics, and I'm like, I look at cool comics all day that get to me in wonderful condition that I'm very happy with. I don't know what everybody's talking about. Well, I know big titties are just two concentric circles, but I prefer to have a life reference. Oh, <laughs> I promise I won't say it again. I promise. <laughs> I'm about to do circles. What <laughs> right, one thing about artists is that we did that a lot, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Dude, the amount of times, the amount of times I was at parties and and somebody calls you into a fucking room and they're dressed, they're naked and go draw me like you're French, and you're like, wait, thank yes, you, Titanic, thank you. <laughs> Now the other one's mad because I let the first one out. <laughs> it's wet out, dude. You're not both going out together. You guys make a mess. 
<laughs> tear the whole yard up. Yeah. No, you wait till he comes in, then you can go out. The dog is talking back to you. <laughs> oh, dude, he has complete conversations with me all the time. He's a little wow. asshole. See, it's he's a- talking while he's walking away. <laughs> he's still talking. <laughs> he's, he's mumbling. <laughs> oh my god! No, this is the this is the, this is from the school of. I I gotta shut up. I'm not gonna say anything. I can't. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm sorry. As, and and I do get them on time for the most part. Okay. Um, and Did the he? few the few books that I have gotten that have been late have come with extras. I've known they were gonna be late and I knew what the issues were. As long as you guys are cool with your customers and you let them know what's up, your customers are gonna be cool with you. It's pretty simple. Yep. You know, customers. Most of mine are. I, I'm I'm very lucky. I, I but I, I made sure that I kept everybody appraised of what was going on. Yeah, you, you get them updated, and most most people that back anything. And I I, I talked to you about like experience because you know I wasn't. Dude, I've been I've been backing books on on crowdfunding for years, right? right? Before all this, and I'm sorry when we back the book, we know we we're not we're not we know we're taking a chance that we're not getting yes. nothing back, right? But we ex- we expect to wait at least a year, and I don't think nobody actually worries until you pass that year. Yeah. Personally, I, I, as as long as you keep them updated and you're transparent, there's no issues. <laughs> Brianna says she's working on her first practice comic, and she's made one of the main characters a husky. And my streams always confirm that she's made the right choice. <laughs> Fucking go ahead and name him Rocky because if he talks a lot, you know, it fits. <laughs> Dude comes in here yelling at me all the time, man. Crazy dog. So that piece here, by the way, that, that's like the, the cover for a metal Valkyrie. Because uh, you know, you've seen you've seen Tales on an Adverse One, you know that every story it's treated like a floppy. So each story have their own its own cover. Right. So this is the cover for Metal Valkyrie. And here you have the cover for Murder Doll. Both of them so are colored my, by me. My hmm? question, Sim, is mm-hmm. at some point, are there going to be floppies? Technically, what I'm doing is I'm selling you, uh, remember those super books where you would have floppies by making them part of the same universe. So I'm not think I was not thinking of splitting them up unless I was going to sell them as a uh, digital book wise. Cause I'm thinking that most people that's, that's going to pay shipping. They'd rather have a, you know, a 60, 80 page book for the, the same price of shipping than a 20 page. Well, this, this has pros and cons, but I am international. I am <laughs> those, from- those of us who collect floppies, are always going to be looking for that first appearance floppy. Yeah, but always. that first appear that that first appearance stays the big book. That even yeah, if see, I even if I would believe it's impossible to keep in good condition and actually read at the same time. Impossible. What do you mean impossible? I mean the the covers roll up when you're reading them. I, I mean, can show you, you me, a few if you want to see. For me, it's the opposite. I keep my, my, my trades and my, my, my hard covers. Everything keeps way better than the floppies. Hard covers, yes. Trades with the soft cover, they roll up. I can show you. I can 
Yeah, but it depends on the quality of the printing. If you buy, there's a lot. That's why I use German bind. Mine are my mine are are, are made like are like books, like novels, like they're folded, sewed, then glued. Hey, pops, I got to um. I said I was only going to be here for an hour. I, I promised a certain someone something. I got to get going. But, you know, I wouldn't be against the idea of distributing floppies afterwards for, like, you know, distribution. The thing is, it would still be the first appearance would be in the big, the big book. You see what I'm saying, though? This, mm -hmm. this is what I'm talking about. They, they just roll up on their own if you open the book enough. If it's a big enough book, you don't read it in one sitting and you end up with rolled up covers. Yeah, true. That's what I'm talking about. It's hard, to keep, a, it's hard to keep a, a trade in the kind of condition that you keep floppies in. But see. Okay. But now, is our, yeah, see see the separation right there? Now, no, the, that one's red. But, dude, they're, they're that old. One's been red, that one's been opened a lot, right? Yeah, but they're old as hell, too. Look at this. <laughs> it's from the 90s. And they're still in pretty good condition. See, and I they're they're just there on the side of my nice little working area. See, I actually read them, and they end up getting rolled. Me too. Up. I read them. I, I print them all the time. They're right there. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta get going, buddy. All right, Rich. All right. You, uh, Guys, good luck, Sim. Your book looks great as usual, Pops. Oh, before you leave, just check yes. this one out. Because the next cover is for Planet 69, and it's a wink to uh, Blade Runner. And I think you might like it. Oh, my God. Right? Uh, <laughs> I love With the Uber time. Rama right there. Yeah, I, I really do love the art that you throw. Okay. It, 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 it has a – it's a very distinct look. This is something that's just really, really good. I dig oh. it, man. Thanks, I appreciate it, Rich. Oh, the, 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 the praise is deserved, man. I, I don't go throwing it around, and trust me, I've said, well, I've never really said it, but, you know, because trust me, I've seen some art that is crap, but <laughs> it's not. So, <laughs> I, man. All right, All right so check it out. Rich, I will see you Sunday for the draw stream. Oh, shit, that's right. It's a fucking draw stream. What day is that? Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern. Well, what day? What is that? The second or the third or something? The third or something. Oh, whatever. Fuck. All right. I'll um, see you guys later. Sim, you later, are also you're yeah. always welcome to join us during the draw stream too. Bro. Yeah, send the link and I'll jump in if I'm available. Cool. But yeah, I mean, you know, we just started doing it. We're we've only done two two of them so far, but we seem to it seems to be a pretty uh, popular show on my on my channel. Get, people like to watch draw streams yeah and that's that's the only thing i'm broadcasting over twitch now because nothing was getting any looks anyway so i'm just gonna put the draw streams over on twitch everything else on facebook twitter and youtube you know um but this you guys know you guys know that verse if you didn't know blood hunt you need to go check that one <laughs> nah, that's very different from Telson and Adverse. Oh yes, and a little it, more adult, a little more. Um, what what they say? Uh, violence, <laughs> <laughs> gore. It's, it's it's pure gore. Like just that scene where 
where Vincent shoves his like blade up the guy's like mouth like this, the giant shoots his head off and I, I do not know if there's going to be a, nobody ever throws a, a theme out there. So we always get there and everybody's just drawing. What was there going to be a theme coming draw stream? But I, I love on I doodle love, and chill. I used to do theme all the time. Like on the yeah. morning I would do like the Saturday morning cartoon on Saturday morning and Sundays I would pick a theme or something. But lately I've been, because I've had a lot of work to do. Like I, sometimes I do stream where I do a fan art, right? I'll just pick a campaign and do some fan art. Like that's when well, my chat. everybody's yeah. working on their own stuff. So <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Just, right now, it's wrong. like we get so much on our plate. It's like instead of spending two hours working on something else, I'm gonna be working on my on some stuff. <laughs> now I might start doing a an auction draw stream. An auction draw stream where the stuff that's being drawn is up for sale right now, <laughs> while it's being drawn. Where you can bid on it, and other people can bid over you, and bid over you, and bid over you until the show's over. And whoever bids the highest gets it. I don't know. It's, I've been just trying to think of new ideas, things to make the channel a little different, you know, or some of the shows a little different than just always talking about <laughs> campaign, you know. So, got the morning show on Tuesday now, you know, kind of just come out and BS, not nothing, nothing scripted. Just everybody, whoever wants to just come out and BS. That one was fun on Tuesday. So, you know, we're just trying to go different directions and see if we can pull more people in. <laughs> I'm even on Spotify now, bro. <laughs> Who wants to listen to me talk, right? <laughs> Uh, can't you do videos through streaming on uh, Shopify? Well, yeah. I mean, I just I'm just sharing the audio over there. You could upload videos too. I, I think I'm, I haven't checked Shopify. Yeah, but I want them to come over to my channel to watch the full video. Mm. I put that in the description. If you want to watch, go look over there. But here's the audio. You can listen if you're driving. You know, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to have fun. You know what's up, man. Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> sorry, I just left out a comment in the chat. Blood Wolf, that's it. That, I, I knew, I knew that character. Yeah, he looks so much like Blood Wolf. <laughs> I, I think that's Brad. Is that Brad? Let's see. I don't know who that is. Who's watching on Facebook? See, that's that's the other thing. You got people watching all over the place. Yeah, that's Brad. That's Brad. You want you want to tell him? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> What's up, Chris? Oh, dude. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> <laughs> now, if if you don't know Blood Hunt. Just go check out the jacket. That's all I got to say. Just check out the <laughs> Right? Am I right, Sim? Yeah. Am the I jacket. Right? Uh, dude, I mean, it's when he takes the jacket off that I think that, you know, it gets more interesting when you realize that he has a full stunt, like a st stuntman type of uh, upper body. You know, it's like a mix of a bullet, like a bulletproof vest and a stunt double vest. And the gun's snapping his back. Yeah. 
it's it's a cool jacket. I have one. Don't nobody. Hey, some people were asking me to do the Nat jacket eventually, and I'm like, that I wouldn't be against it. Imagine having like a leather jacket exactly like Nat, but the left arm's all blue, like teal. Right. Right. That would be cool, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Ideas, people. That's that's. I was thinking. I, I was actually thinking of checking how much that would cost and put it as a really high stretch goal where one lucky backer would win it. Well, you know, nothing happens if if you don't. If, you know, I mean, you come up with an idea, and it's like if you don't act on it, nothing ever happens, right? <laughs> but I mean, some ideas you get feedback on, and people are like, "Yeah, you got to do that." And other ideas are like, "Hey, probably not a good idea." You get feedback from the people that may or may not finance said idea (laughs) if you got a lot of people saying do it then do Do it it. you know um that's that's one of my favorites do Mm -hmm. it flying by to hit the light the feline in house man you you got so drunk on your show the other day (laughs) and if you want and if you want to grab a copy of blood hunt at the same time it tells in the netverse you could there's uh, it's in the add-ons on the campaign, but you can also get it on the Inkslayer uh, Inkslayer Entertainment website, which right. is I send it within the next two three days, and it's on your way. Cool. You got to drop that link too. Oh, of course. So, yeah. Hello, Eric. I seen you in the chat. I seen Chris. People popping in, popping out. It's a normal afternoon. Look, I know Thursdays I'm not supposed to be out here. I'm supposed to be out here on Mondays. <laughs> there you go, then. Yeah, there you go. Go check that one out, y'all. But yeah, we had to we we tried to get Austin out here a couple times, man, on Monday, and Mondays just weren't working for him. So wanted to come out, give him a chance to get out here today. We'll probably have him out again. There was that was a lot of campaign. Way too much for 30 minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, <laughs> way too many people on that list to talk about, and you know, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna probably have dude out again, and we'll cover it a little more thoroughly. But thanks, Brad, for backing that one. And uh, yeah, you guys got to check out Blood Hunt because that was my first exposure to Sim. I he was talking about Natverse, but he had Blood Hunt, he had mm-hmm. PDF, right. And I was like, oh, this is good stuff. Do I need to go let you out and let your brother in? Yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> What's with the delay? All right. Dude, I, I remember like the, the editor, like when he was going over the book and he got at the end, he's like, dude, how the hell are you going to close this? You know? And yeah. when he got to the end, he goes, dude, 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 I've, I was not expecting it. And there's no other way it could have ended. And I think that's one of the best freaking thing I, I've got as a, as a comment on Blood Hunt. Is that people were not expecting what they got. And they were surprised by it. And they never, you know, it wasn't a, an original type of uh, vampire story. And I'm not telling, and like I said, he's not a hero. I'm not selling you a hero. <laughs> Blood, no, no. <laughs> Look, if if Blood Hunt leads you to believe this is about a hero, <laughs> <laughs> your idea of a hero might be slightly skewed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
um, heroes don't go on blood hunts unless they're the Punisher. <laughs> and look at him now. He's a villain. See? See? See how that works? Society. No, no, no dude. Yeah. Now he has no more guns. They changed his skull, and now he has two katanas. Yeah, yeah. And and he's leading a criminal organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's led. Yeah, and he's led by a woman. That that keeps that keeps that keeps emasculating him. Yeah. I I have to go. Know to your place. In the house. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna play this video real quick. I should be back before it's over. <laughs> What can I say? You muted yourself before you finish your line. <laughs> Tales from the Nappers. This ongoing anthology collects short stories introducing characters within the Nappers and are all connected to the main series, Nat the Murder. This 64-plus page perfect bound anthology series collects short stories introducing Nat, Luani, Rose, Zen, and other characters within the Natverse that you'll get to know and love in this prelude. This volume contains two previously published Nat stories, as well as a previously published Helena Rose story, introducing you to those characters. In addition, you'll also be receiving two brand new stories by Simon Sim Paltier. Royal Rumble, colored by Seven Legions Michael Deacon. Also, Nat and Zed, Colored by Spartan Scotsman of Xenotype. Arm up and fire off into the Natverse. Just love them basics. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Stuff, man. And Stuff. As always. Um come to expect that from you, Sim. I got I gotta say, a lot of people probably don't know, but like when I met you guys, mm -hmm. you and Chris, I think. Well, I think I might have met you first on uh, on Indie Bolt. Yep. Okay, and then found out about you and and Chris and your show and and kind of introduced me to the whole CG thing. Because mm -hmm. I was a Facebook guy, didn't have a whole mm -hmm. lot. Of you know, exposure to what was going on on Twitter and what was going on out there. Yeah, I remember, I remember you telling me, you need to be more on Facebook. I'm like, you need to get your ass on Twitter. And <laughs> now we're both, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've always, ever since I discovered all you guys and what you guys are doing out there, it's like I've tried to bridge that gap, you know, between Facebook and Twitter and, you know, make sure that the people that are seeing the stuff in my group are seeing the stuff you guys do too, 
and vice versa. You guys are seeing the stuff that the people in my group are doing that don't. Tweet. And we should, and we also send each other the guests. Yes, yes, pass the <laughs> guests around like a fatty. Yep, like a fatty. You know, uh, Austin going on RJ show this week. See, I mean, he was. You know, it's just like it's, that. It's it's all about creating a web, a web of promotion. Yeah, yep. and we're do it and having fun. Mm -hmm. okay. You can't go out there and be complaining about, you know, this ain't working and that ain't working. And you, and do, and you, you got to go out there and just have fun. And you dodge the drama. Itself. Yeah, it'll fix itself. If you're having <laughs> fun, it'll fix itself. People will watch your show. Dude, you know. people, people, people get behind you when they see you're having fun. Like one of the main thing that people tell, tell me when they, they read my books is like, it shows that I'm having fun. Yes. Yes. And you know, it, the, one of the best things that I've heard from Tales and Adverse is people that like Blood Hunt and just seeing art from uh, so, some of the pages before they got the book of Tales and Adverse. And they're like, dude, it, sh it, yeah, it, it shows that you're having way more fun in there. And I'm like, I think that's what sells it the most. It's, that's why they say it's the passion, but it's you having fun creating the thing. Yeah. If you put yourself too much stress to please or something, well, you end up not wanting. You end up with something stiff. It's like the same thing when you draw. If you want to do something too perfect instead of letting yourself go with the flow, you end up with a stiff scene instead of a fluid yeah. scene. Yeah, you, you can script it out to a point, but you got to have some soul in there. Yeah. You know. And here, I just want to show you that you know, show everybody yeah. that little sample of the tr uh, of the animation I did with the the actual theme of Matt verse. Hold on, let me unmute here. To run the entire thing, I wanted to show at least the animation, and you get a sample of the theme song. But you can find it on the my, my YouTube channel. You're still muted, pops. It's, it's <laughs> one of the things. It's one of the things. Um, when when playing a trailer, mm -hmm. because I don't do the earbud thing, I don't, I can't do the headphone thing, so I have to mute myself so you don't hear the bleed off from the speakers over to the mic. Mm -hmm. Because the music, it gets loud. Some of it's loud. Some of it's loud. You know, <laughs> you can't turn it down. It doesn't even matter how much you turn it down. It's still coming through loud. The mic's still picking that shit up. You know? <laughs> so that's that's why I have to mute myself. But um, Go find your bed. And mm -hmm. yes, I will see you in the new year. And 2022 is going to be great for all of us. And, I'll also, and one thing I want to mention. Don't forget that if you back a book on this campaign, the Second Chance campaign, you also get a Simon Bisley print. Oh, yeah. I get a Simon Bisley print. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, you, you've you done, like, the, the crossovers and, and cross-promotions and stuff with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So work on a lot of other people's campaigns. Um, seeing, seeing, seeing the sim all over the place now, right? <laughs> Um, this is the kind of networking that people under, have to understand that you're not, look, 
I've, I've been doing work for other campaigns, promoting other campaigns, and doing covers, cards, and this for like what three, three, four years. Yeah, we don't have a a conglomerate. We don't have a big um, corporation behind the promotion of the books. Indie books have to work together to build that. Okay, we mm-hmm. gotta we got we gotta all work together. That's all. Make sure. Hey, did you do you know about this book? Do you know about that book? Hit that like. Hit that share. You retweet. You do whatever. Okay, whatever you can to help your your fellow creatives, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't have Marvel Universe making movies about our characters. Okay, no, we we, we don't have their type of money to promote right. and do everything that we'd like. Like if if I, if I had the same amount of money to promote, trust me, you'd see not everywhere. Do do I'm telling mm-hmm. you, man. If I had the budget that some of the cons that folded last year that just folded instead of going out online and doing something real you know i mean they had the budget they still could have put these people out in front of the world and put their table up in front of the world and done something real Uh, san diego kind of tried but it was half-hearted okay it didn't seem like they were really caring it was like they just wanted to keep the the um, trademarks being seen for a minute. Oh, yeah, San Diego Comic Con's still here. We're still alive. Woo! You know what I mean? But I thought mm-hmm. it was a half-hearted attempt at doing what they do. They could have took the uh, took that show online and done a real production. You know, yeah. giving people real promotion. But they don't make they don't money. make they don't make as much money online, and that's their problem. And right. if they if they don't make money, well, they're protected. Get it? Yeah. They had yeah. And uh, what's up, Dark Gift? And and the, the funny thing also, C2E2, none of the big guys. Because it's one of the things that I thought was funny. It's like, it's like here in Canada, right? Every time that like a Comic-Con or those big, uh, you know, cons have like those big uh, actors coming, they have to deal with the, the lottery service because it's governmental here. Okay. So they get sponsored by the government to have them in. So that's why it's been very like dominant everywhere. It gets they get sponsored by the government, damn it. Okay, mm-hmm. and, the, and the con and the con promoters and they make and they like, make and they make a profit of the signatures. Right, and the, and the people in America are like, if we can get these big names at our show, it'll bring more people to the con. No, but it's the same thing. They get the same the same type of tax the deduction and the support yeah. from the government to have those big stars because it's kind of like a big giant event. It's like creating a. You know, like uh, the Just for Laugh here in, in Montreal, right? It's a big event, so they get I, sponsored, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, I look at it, and I'm like, man, but the problem is, is now you get movie fans that don't give a shit about comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what movie cons now. It's movie <laughs> TV cons. It's like, it's the weird thing is you have TV, you have sci-fi cons, TV cons, movie cons. You have everything con, but if it's comic con, it has to be everything. It's not comic related, con, yo. <laughs> Look, if, and see, now I'm stuck in that too because CromCon has always been comic related madness. Well, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, so if I did a CromCon live, it would still be pretty much anybody that wants to come out. I'm not inviting anybody or paying anybody to be there. <laughs> you forget mm-hmm. about that. You want to come hang out, you come hang out. That's cool. But if I ever have a live con, there is no not going to be any. Uh, I paid you to come hang out at my con. 
no, you, you'll come hang out because you want to. <laughs> you know? And we'll promote that you're going to be there. Woohoo! That's all. You know, I mean, I, I don't. I don't see that kind of marketing as positive for the community when you when you're bringing movie stars. Like, okay, if if it's a Keanu Reeves who loves comics, I would have him on on a panel at my con. Well, look, because I can, give, I, can, I, can, I can give you an example. Look, uh, one uh, some some people I knew they started something called Fantasticon, and I was part of it. Uh, helping organize it and you know promote it and stuff like that i was part of it and when we started it we had like over a hundred like almost like 50 or something like independent artists like we were doing independent comics mainly and it was sellers selling mainstream but mo most we were focusing on having um indie indie uh, you know people from around canada or out you know we ha even have people from the states coming right so we, we had indie comics and stuff like that we were really focused on it but they wanted to expand, so they wanted to follow more into the Comic-Con thing, trying to get cosplayers, deals, and this, and getting people from TV. And it just started going a bit more. Because the, the people that we started with were therefore more indie creative and stuff like that. And then it started going like this a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just got loud up there for a second. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where the idea where people think that copying everything that's successful is that that's how to be successful instead of trying to stick by your gun and being different from others because that's how the, that's how they made sticked out because they were the first one or you know yeah you you got to have something that's different you got to have mm -hmm. something that's different but also that people are going to be able to get behind yeah you know I mean I have a great time checking out all these different kinds. Even even the ones that I have, you know, no interest in as far as they're just not my thing. Mm -hmm. I still have a great time looking at it, checking out all the art, um, getting to know who the writers are, getting to know who who's doing the work. Who who do you got an editor? Who's your editor? Well, yeah, I want to know not, who all these people are, right? Not, not, you know, all the books are not everybody's cup of tea. It's it's not and it's not because it's not my cup of tea, or you know, it's that I'm not gonna let you promote or help you promote it this it doesn't change like i it's not my cup of tea i don't like it um my bro may like it exactly. you know my cousin might like it i don't know and that's why i throw everything out here that's why you mm -hmm. see me retweeting and sharing everything i'll share somebody's show i don't even know who's gonna be on their show i see yeah. their live boom i share it they're live they usually talk about good comic stuff so i'm gonna go mm -hmm. to their show you know yeah pretty much <laughs> i'm not dissecting it and in watching the whole thing and then deciding whether or you not know, i'm gonna promote if it you, if you go on if you go on my on my facebook or on my twitter you don't just see my stuff you see a lot of other people's stuff was there lunch it's a good minute, it's a good minute. Ah, what's going on? Everything just arrived. What arrived? <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. Everything that you know, uh, the old guy needs to be happy. I just we got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> now the food arrived, man. The food. Gotta have the food. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna be doing after this. Yeah. So. Let's let's go ahead, run this down. Um, give everybody the uh, 
Give me the elevate. I haven't heard the sim elevator pitch in a long time. <laughs> well, Tales of the Netherverse introduces you to not the most badass intergalactic men of action in comics, and I'll say it, yes. And his friends. <laughs> now, now, the elevator pitch has changed <laughs> since the last time I heard it. <laughs> No, so tells uh, not the Merc is a hybrid. He's uh, he doesn't know nothing about his past that much, other than what he knows from when he was saved by Bob. Bob is an assassin droid of the Federation that was sent to eliminate the experiment that Nat was born from. But instead of eliminating him, he decided to become his protector, and you'll find out how that happens. But it has to do with you know, Nat and that arm. <laughs> That that arm. Now that's that arm that is born oh, with. It's not a cybernetic arm. It's it's his arm. He's born with it. He has it as a baby, and he was raised to be a mercenary. Since you know, his dad was an assassin droid, so he doesn't know much other than being a mercenary. And what he knows is that people cannot find out what that metal is all about. And you know, now I I noticed that you favor Leoni. You rarely talk about my girl Rose. That's not true. I talk about Rose a lot. I'm talking about Luani more lately because she's she's like the she's like the, the the highlight of issue number two. Yeah, I know. I know. I just yeah, you I know just very you know, know you know damn well that she was. I used to talk her up a lot. That when issue right number there. One. Oh, Rose, Rose is mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> Rose is Rose, and Rose she's cool, yeah. Yo, check out Rose. Yeah, definitely <laughs> go check out Into the Net versus the Second Chance campaign. Get the new variant cover, and uh, I, Sam, I again have to thank you for giving the second chance so that I can make sure that I got this book because I did miss out the first time. I mm -hmm. That's the thing. It's since I'm international and I do bulk shipment, I have to close when I fill the first campaign, and I I thought the best way of me to be sure to be you know available in a way. But when people got their books and you get that second hype when people know the book is ready to fulfill, it's yeah. done and ready. So well, I decided I to try this second before. chance campaign. <laughs> I knew I wanted it before. I just mm -hmm. couldn't afford it before. <laughs> <laughs> when it ended, I was like, ah, ah. And take advantage of it because during the campaign, not only do you get the book, you get some extra to unlock, and you also get to save on shipping. Because on the website, it's like the shipping that goes, the rate that goes, if you go on my website. Well, here you get to save some shipping. You can, you can get two books with $15, $15 to $17 shipping, I think. Mm -hmm. So that's why that's why I did that second chance campaign. It's kind of like me opening up again, like, a, you know, for you to save money and get, you know, more of a books. I think I sent you a message. Boy, for that much shipping, this better be a good freaking book. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not that bad considering that, you know, that a lot of people charge like what, 10, between 10 to $15 shipping within the US. So I'm like, if I'm charging between 15 to 17, I'm not that bad. Yeah, you know, not out of Canada. We know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, y'all go check this out. Just don't get upset if it says Shipped by Beacon or Inkslayer Comics. It's us. <laughs> by, by now, you know that me and Beacon are like, eh, and he's my yeah. colorist. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, y'all go check this out. Last chance. Um, next thing coming at well, next thing coming at him is going to be another Blood Hunt, right? 
uh, Blood and Duck Sailing crossover coming 2022. I'm doing, I'm going to do the rough pencils and uh, Preston is doing the finished ink. So it's going to be a mix of style. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely put me down for the pre-campaign. The pre-pre-campaign, right? <laughs> the, 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 first, the first version of the script is already written by Brian Kreisgau. Uh, from oh, man. Yeah. yeah, okay, look. This is a triumphant of excellence. <laughs> that's going to be, that's gotta be something. Yeah. This going to be good stuff. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Y'all get behind that. Straight up. I'm going to go ahead and uh, play a couple of more commercials on the way out. Tell everybody where they can find you, bro. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, everywhere under either Simon Simpatier, Sim Inkslayer. Yeah, I'm on YouTube everywhere. You can find me anywhere. Just type Sim. <laughs> You're still muted. Um, I have to talk about this a little bit. Luke. Mm -hmm. Randy, you guys know what's up. Luke Stone, Randy Zimmerman, still recovering from the coof. And a lot of this stuff is still available that, that they put up on IndieVolt to, to sell, to be donated, donate the money to Luke and Randy for, the, for their recovery costs and whatnot. And there's still a lot of stuff left. So I'm going to show this video real quick. Ah, there's a lot of stuff left, y'all. Um, I gotta get Krista's. I gotta get Krista's uh, link to put up here real quick. Um, but all this stuff is available on the Indie Princesses, on the Indie Princesses link, or you know, uh, you Facebook page. God, <laughs> can't talk now. All this stuff. There's a lot of stuff here available oh, right there. You can go to her Facebook page, and all this stuff is still available. Anything you buy, the money's going right to Luke and Randy. They each get half. And there's just tons of cool stuff, man. Uh, that right there, that Rocket Raccoon, that was that's from the actual How to Draw Marvel Comics. That's a Russ Leach. And that's the actual originals from, from the How to Draw Marvel Comics. That huge uh, bundle. Oh, look, yeah, I forgot about those. Sims got stuff up there, too. Oh, but you know, <laughs> pick a side, bro. Pick a side. <laughs> but yeah, there is they look a way better, bunch, like, you know, than the pick. <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff still available over there. Go over to Krista's channel, check it out, get you some. And there's a lot of cool stuff there still. I mean, you can get a Pops original. There ain't very many of them. Them's rare. <laughs> Incantessi right there all kinds of good stuff man books original art uh the hell witch that's the, i think the coffin metal cover that's a piece by varian grant i don't know what that is <laughs> i don't know who that is oh jennifer late okay just look there's all kinds of stuff go over to krista's channel check it oh. out get you something Dargis no talking about freddy versus jason two print Dude, that reminds me, like, one of the old stories yeah. I wrote when I was younger, I wrote, like, it was a fan, like, you know, when you start practicing writing, you write, you write the little fanfics about characters. One of the writing that I did, and I did some drawings of it, but I don't have any more of it, and I sold the original. I did a Batman versus Jason. Oh, shit. See? 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 <laughs> you can't see, but you want to see. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
Thanks, Sim, for coming out. Thanks, Austin. Always a pleasure. Rich, my backup. Thanks, the Munchkins, for coming out and showing off the, the, uh, you know, Sophia's first published art. That's pretty cool. I wish I wish I was involved in that crap when I was a kid, so I could have been one of them people too. Look at that. The bots are coming out, man. Mm-hmm. On everybody's channel. Yeah, they're very active lately. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know what what, what's happening, right? Well, you know, they they either love us or they think we all can't can't get through a show without porn. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what can I tell you? <sighs> I'm life never gonna life. follow one of them links to find out where they go. So no. life yeah. is life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to move forward. <laughs> I Y'all have a great day. Thanks for liking. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for retweeting all that stuff. Um, go back into the Natverse campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm, I'm second chance. Campaign. I'm... That's what happened. And, and, and the sequel is coming like either be, between January 20th and February 20th. <laughs> YouTube equivalent of the <laughs> You people got wrenches for a reason. Get them. Get them. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a great day. Go back into the Natverse Second Chance campaign. Go back that other book we were talking about earlier, The Masters. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. The layout. The layout. The, the concept. I like it. So I might have to check that one out too. Yeah. And me, I, and me, I can't wait to actually, you know, it's probably gonna. T- it's probably not gonna be happening until next year or the end of the year. But that secret project of me bringing back that uh, public domain character—that's gonna oh. be interesting. I'm you, very excited you, about it. You know, we'll be promoting the hell out of it, my friend. <laughs> well, I think you will, especially when you see the character. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure I will. Just because um, there's certain people that you know have given me complete support, and I'm always gonna give it back to them. 100, baby. That's how we do that. You know what's up. Y'all go check out the morning roast, Chris and Sim. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the jo- new name of your drawstring? Oh, the Sim Ink Slayer Art Show. Yep. The Insla- Ink Slayer Art Show. Formerly known. Did you think that was funny? Formerly known as the Doodle and Chill. That was a wink at Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Look, another one. Somebody else get that one. Show me that my mods are at work. I'm going to give Dark Gift a red shit. Get to work, yo. Get rid of them guys. Get them out of here. <laughs> Bots. Wow. All right. Sim, when's your mm-hmm. next show with Chris? What do you guys got? What's up? Uh, we are on uh, on Friday morning. We have uh, Edwin Diaz coming to talk about uh, Ace, uh, the Ace number two. Cool. Cool. All right. And uh, also, I think his project that is because he, oh, I forgot. Oh. Uh, Something of the White Leopard. I, sorry, Ace. It's the title's not coming fully back. But he has a short story about Vikings in uh, Peter Semeni's book. Uh, it came on a Wednesday. Oh, cool! The campaign that's going. So he has a book there. It's Revenge or something of the White Leopard. I just don't remember. I'm sorry, Ace. Right. But go check it out. It's part of the. It came. It came on a Wednesday. Ace is in there. 
and he's that's what he's coming to promote and the, the, the pre-launch page that's going to go live soon for uh, EA. now is that in the winter alternative yeah winter alternative campaign okay yeah yeah, yeah the, it came in on wednesday thing yeah cool cool y'all go check out pete you know we love pete too see mm-hmm. dude there's so many cool people out here doing this man y'all just got to watch the shows figure out who's doing what what you like and tune in and back and comics are live comics are back i don't care what anybody says about not indie com- the indie comic industry is the future of the industry. I'm sorry, but they, they ripped off a whole bunch of creators for long enough. Yeah. I'm still having fun. I'm a comics fan, mm-hmm. been a comics fan all my life. I'm not out here complaining that there's no comics to read. I am complaining a little bit about what they've done to some of the comics I like to read. But I'm not mm-hmm. complaining about the comics out there available to read. There's all kinds of good stuff, man. I'm seeing it every freaking day. Y'all just got to look. That's all I'm saying. Look or tune in. We'll show you one or the other. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. It's all about the underground now. Well, yep. see, we're not even underground. We're making mountains out here. Man. Yeah, that's, it's always been about the underground when you think about it, especially every comic revolution. Okay? Marvel. Heavy metal. Image, yep, us, and, and you know, but, but back at the same time as Image, you also had Pulido and all those guys. Let's bring them up there too with Bill Tucci. That's why they're also legends. See, and Bill and like Mike Barron, people like that, they're mm-hmm. out there and they're just dude. Mike's been doing this for a long time, a long time outside of the industry. Billy's been doing it for a long time outside mm-hmm. of the industry. You know, it's like. Indie books are always going to be there. We just got to make sure people know. Ren- Randy was there too. Yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you just keep watching our show. We'll keep bringing you the stuff you didn't know about. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to play commercials. I'm going to go eat. It's all about the comics, baby. You know it. So, <laughs> if you're trying to get your books in the stores too, we got. Hey, it's Belle from Liberty Entertainment Distribution. We've got quality indie comics in hand ready to ship to you now. Yes, really. And it gets better. At Liberty, publishers set their own wholesale pricing. And we don't take any fees, so don't wait. Call or visit me today at ledg.us or call 1-800-525-2091. Oh, I lost my mouse. My mouse just freaked out on me, man. Yeah, it just like went. Yeah, you, have, you have a wireless. Did, did you get a wireless one? No, no, but it just like went north, south, up and down the list. So I wasn't. I was all ready to hit my next commercial, right? <laughs> and the thing just went ying ying, and I wasn't nowhere near the one I was going to hit next. Which was this one? In a world ravaged by monsters, a new evil has risen, poisoning the land and threatening humanity. Now, the monster Matador, along with the meanest and baddest kaiju killers, have joined forces to kick its Monster Matador, Apropocalypse. I love that spot. I can't help it. (laughs) From author Brian K. Morris comes a tale of irreverent holiday horror 
told with much inappropriate humor. Dr. Victor Frankenstein creates the spirit of giving himself. Ho, ho, ho. Santa Stein or the post-holiday Prometheus. Available at Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Thanks for coming out, y'all. Y'all have a great day. Hey, yo, Pops here. Are you looking to be on Monday Madness? Is Monday no good? Do you need a special edition? Are you looking to be on the first-timer spotlight on for you new guys? Launch parties, countdowns, CromCon Monthly. We got it all right here at the Madness Comic Network, providing online promotional services for the indie comic community and proud sponsor of... Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org.